Will you turn with me to the scriptures, please, tonight? To Psalm 66. Psalm 66. We're just going to read a few verses, but keep your Bible open at this psalm. We're going to refer uh, to it as well as other places, but we will refer to this psalm. Verse 16, please, to the end of the psalm, verse 20. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his voice from hearing pardon me, nor his mercy from me. Let's pray. Father, would you settle us in your presence? May our hearts, Lord, this evening fall in love with Christ. May our hearts fall in love with the Lord Jesus all over again. As we look at you, Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, even as it's been prayed before. We thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you move in our midst. Lord, we are conscious that you come in your faithfulness. And Lord, so help us to be conscious this evening with grateful and thankful hearts for all that you have done and all that you are. For in that we worship you. And we love you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to uh, call this message this evening, Declaring Jesus. Declaring Jesus. See, verse 16 says, come and hear. There's an invitation here that, come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Notice that. Come and hear that I will declare all that he has done. Now, if we were to try and count up all that the Lord Jesus has done for us, done for our lives and our souls, for saving us, to keeping us to the times he's blessed us, this is a testimony that every blood-washed child of God should have to be able to say, come and hear. I want to tell you not about the child of God. I want to tell you about the God of the child of God. I want to tell you about the Savior. I want to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter where we are, nor who we are in front of, no matter whom our audience is, no matter how little nor how great that audience is, whether it's audience of one or an audience of many, we should be able to say, come and hear. I want to tell you about the Lord. I want to declare what he's done for me. I want to declare what he means to me and what he's done throughout my life. So here is an invitation to come and hear. Many are invited. It's a recital. It's a rehearsal. So we're going to recite things. You rehearse it 
all that Christ has done and what, he matter, what matters to you about him. It's a testimony of saving grace. It's a testimony of the keeping power of God. It's a testimony here of answered prayer. Look at verse 19. But verily God hath heard me and hath attended, notice, to the voice of my prayer. Now, that's strange language, isn't it? He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. The word voice is the word call. And it really means to give a certain sound in order to identify that which makes the sound. So in other words, what he's saying here is there was a certain prayers God can read the difference in them. The idea of cold here, for example, we know what it is. When a lion roars, we can say, that is a lion. When a dog barks, we can say, that is a dog barking. It means an instrument. We can hear the drums beating. We can hear the piano playing. We can hear the guitars strumming and trumpets blowing. And we can identify that which is making the sound. It's different, but nevertheless, we can identify the sound. When a baby cries, you hear the sound of the baby. You know whenever it needs fed, that wee boy or girl. You know whenever maybe it needs changed. And, or maybe you know when it's been annoyed, frightened, or hurt. And the, the types of the cries and the types of the noises or the sounds, the voices that are in it, lets you know, identify that which is being said or the sound that is being made from that which it is coming from. When the psalmist says, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer, the voice of the prayer identifies the need of the prayer. Note that, Christian. The voice of the prayer identifies the need of the prayer. The voice of the prayer identifies the urgency of your prayer. The voice of the prayer identifies the earnestness and the honesty of the prayer. And the voice of the prayer identifies the heart, the mind, and the motive of the one who is praying. Even the scriptures tell us, the Lord says there's times when we pray that we may heap things onto our own lusts and wonder why God is not answering that prayer. God knows every single prayer. God knows the voice of your prayer. He knows the heart of your prayer, the motive behind the prayer. He knows the hurt of your prayer, the mourning of your prayer. He knows the trouble in your prayer. He knows the heart, the earnestness of your heart in prayer to him. So here the psalmist says, but verily God hath heard me, notice personal, and hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Verse 17, he says, I cried unto him with my mouth. Notice, I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. You can write there, here we have prayer, and here we have praise. Here we have prayer, and here we have praise. For example, I cried unto him with my mouth. That is a prayer. I prayed, I cried unto him with my mouth. He was extolled with my tongue. That is praise. You know, you can praise God even when there's no instruments. You can praise God whenever there's no singing. You can praise God at the reading of his word and rejoice in him and give him glory. You can praise God when you're on your own or whether you're in corporate company of the church body. 
you can praise God. You can extol him and lift him up. So here we have prayer and here we have praise. The word extol, by the way, is in Hebrew word room, and it means to exalt, to lift up, to raise up. Know what he's saying? I'm crying unto God in my prayer, but yet I can't help praising him. I'm crying unto God, to God in my need, and yet I can't help extolling him, exalting him, lifting him up, blessing him, glorifying him. I praise him as I pray unto him. That's the idea. And see, many believers need to learn to praise. Praise God in even their prayers. Listen to Isaiah the prophet, chapter 25 and verse 1. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Now notice what the prophet says, O Lord, thou art my God. Here is the relationship for the prayer life. Here is the relationship with the child of God and God. Here is the relationship, thou art mine, O God. You belong to me and I belong to you. I will exalt thee. It's the same word, room for extol. Lord, I will lift you up and I will bless you and I will raise up your name and I will let your name be known, the fame of you, my God, in all of the land, in all of the, the area, in all of the nation, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your street, or whether it's in your workplace, wherever it may be, in society, in our nation, in the world, whether it be online or offline, no matter where it may be, we should be saying, you are my God. I'm so full of my God. I'm so in love with my God. I cannot help myself but praise the name of my God. Exalt him and extol him. So while he prayed, he praised. Listen to an old Puritan called Thomas Manton. I think this is beautiful. Catch this now. Listen to what he says. Self-love may lead us to prayers, but love to God excites us to praise. Catch this now. This is important. This should be your heart. Self-love may lead us to prayers, but love to God excites us to praise. In other words, when we need him, we pray. When we need him, we seek his face, we pray. But we should always love him. And because we love him, we cannot help ourselves but praise him, but exalt him. The child of God, that is the saved of God, the redeemed of God, have much to praise him for, brothers and sisters. We have much to exalt his name for. Psalm 107. And verse 2, the psalmist says these words. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Notice, let the redeemed of the Lord, the redeemed, the lost sheep who went astray, who are now redeemed by the blood of Christ. Let the redeemed, it means to buy back. He went into that slave market with his own blood and he bought me back. He bought you back who were lost and in our sin. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let those of us who have been bought with the precious blood of Christ say so. Be unashamed and unafraid to say so of who he is and what he means to us and to lift him high and to exalt his name. Notice, let the redeemed of the Lord say so 
whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Has God redeemed you from the hand of the enemy? Has God bought you with his precious blood, the blood of his son? Has God redeemed you from the clutches of the wicked one? Has God redeemed you from the hand of the enemy, from the hand of the devil? Has God went and dug you out and redeemed you with his blood and took you from maybe addiction? Maybe things you couldn't control in your life and were damaging you and hurting you and dragging you to a lost eternity. God hath redeemed us. He has redeemed us with his own precious blood, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I are the redeemed of the Lord. He's brought us from the hand of the enemy, so you and I should say so. Be unashamed, brother. Be unafraid to lift up your voice like a trumpet and sound an alarm in all his holy mountain and let the people know that Jesus still saves. That he is the same Lord Jesus Christ. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 58. Listen to what it says. Lamentations 3 and 58. O Lord, thou hast pleaded the causes of my soul. Isn't that beautiful? O Lord, thou hast pleaded the causes, not of my wants. Lord, you've pleaded the causes of my soul. A lost soul. A guilty soul. A law-breaking soul. Christ steps in between God who is just to send us to the lake of fire. And there he intercedes for us with his own precious blood. And he pleads for our soul. He says, Father, I have bought Ken Davidson with a great price. Here he presents his own blood before his father. Isn't it mighty? Isn't it beautiful? He O Lord, thou hast pleaded the causes of my soul. Thou hast redeemed my life. I think of where my life was. You can think of maybe where your life was. You think of the things where you were in and the times you should have maybe even been arrested or died or something bad that had happened. And yet he has kept you. Yet he has saved you. Yet he has redeemed you. Yet he loved you. He came for you. And he shed his blood for you. It's something to shout about, church. It's something to give glory for, for what he's done for you. Psalm 40, verses 2 and 3. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit from the merry clay. Set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. He'll put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and shall fear and shall trust in the Lord, said the psalmist. And here's the thing. A testimony must be seen. It's no good coming to church and we're saying, well, here we are. We're here to praise. We'll lift up our hands and we'll worship the Lord most high and go out and live like a devil. Listen, you can't live wrong and die right. We will all stand and give an account before God. Notice here, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. A slimy pit, it means. A pit that we couldn't escape from nor gather ourselves out of. From the merry clay stuck fast, we couldn't lift our legs nor our limbs to get out of it. In other words, we could not save ourselves. We were lost, depraved in our nature. We couldn't save ourselves. 
But Christ came down and got right in. And he found someone like me and he dug me out. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit and from the merry clay. Listen, he set my feet upon a rock. He's established my goings, you know. He says, he says to the child of God, he says to you and he says to me who's trusting in him, I'm with you. I'm within you. My spirit is in you. Keep going on. Don't give up and don't give in. It's never too late to turn to the Lord if you went astray, brother. Keep going on with God. He hath established my goings. Listen, he hath put a new song in my mouth. Oh, I used to sing the song of the drunkard. I used to sing the song of the world. I used to sing the song in the nightclubs when the DJ stood and we, half of us were standing stripped of the waist and the sweat pouring out of us. And he used to stand like that out of my head on drugs and worship the DJ. We thought he was God. That was my song and that was many of us in our song. But listen, when I'm at Christ, he changes lives, brothers and sisters. He put a new song in my mouth. Even praise, notice, even praise. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Raise your voice. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it of fear and shall trust in the Lord. Oh, that Christian that doesn't know how to praise, I doubt they'll know even though the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we're full of Christ, we can do nothing but praise. We can do nothing but praise. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 12. The Hebrew writer in the New Testament, Hebrews 2 and verse 12, he takes this from Psalm 22 and verse 22. Listen to what he says. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Notice, I will declare thy name unto my brother in the midst of the church or the ecclesia, those who have been called out. Here, Psalm 22 is the psalm of the cross. Psalm 22 is the psalm of the cross. Psalm 23 is the psalm of the crook, the Lord is my shepherd. And Psalm 24 is the psalm of the crown. Who is this king of glory? Oh, you see, here we're at the cross. And at the cross, Christ is prophesied off through the spirit of prophecy. And he says, I will declare the name of my Father. When he came, what did he say? Thy name have I manifested unto them, Father. Isn't it mighty? Isn't it beautiful? And Jesus manifests his Father. Jesus manifests the name of his Father. Even in the name Jesus, it means Jehovah Savior. Oh, and he comes, he says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Brothers and sisters, have you declared Christ to anybody this week? Have you declared Christ and what he has done for you to anyone? Have you went and spoke to someone and worked to the know that you're saved? Have you declared that he is the only way to the Father? Have you declared his glory and his wonderful works? Uh, have you declared the blood of the Lamb, that which he shed for you, that, that they may be saved and that you have been saved by? Have you declared the name of God? Have you said, Jesus is the name of, of my God, uh, that Yahshua is the only way to heaven, that he's the only way to glory, he's the only way to the Father? Have you declared because you love him so much that he's in your heart, burning in your breast? Uh, have you declared him? Have you declared him to your family? Have you declared him to your friends, to your brethren? Now would you praise him in the church then? 
would you praise him and say, Lord, there's none like you. He says, I will declare. Now, notice this. Write this down if you're taking a note. The word declare here is a, is a, is a word, safer. Safer. And this is what it means. It gives the idea to score something into, into something, like into a stone or into metal, to score in. Or, or it gives the idea to mark something. You put a mark on something. It gives the idea to tally up and then to inscribe what it is. You know, it gives the idea that you put an inscription on something. It's not strange. The idea here is, he says, oh, but Christ. It's Christ makes such an impression on the heart. Christ makes such an impression on the soul. Christ makes such an inscription into the most inner recesses of the being, of the man and the woman who have truly and fully given their lives to him and come to know him, that they can't help themselves but talk about the one who's redeemed them. Oh, you see, it's Christ for me and it's Christ in me and I am for Christ. That's the idea of this. So I will declare you, Jesus. I will declare you, Lord Jesus Christ. You have inscribed my heart. Listen to Psalm 2 and verse 7. I will declare the decree The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. This is again 1,000 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem as a man. This is again the way in eternity when God looks down through eternity and there he says, You're my son, this day have I begotten thee. I know the Lord Jesus says, I will declare the decree. In other words, it's already been settled in heaven. It's already been spoken through the annals of eternity. It's already been written, as it were, in the eternal book of God. It's in the mind of the Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ could say, I will declare. It is inscribed in my heart, Father. It is everything the Father is, I am, he says. And everything I am is the Father. He says, and I will declare you. Unto all men that I am your son. This day he said, I have begotten thee. Listen, brother, sister, see the day that you got saved. See the day you got born again. You know you were begotten of God. <laughs> Do you know that? You were begotten of God. You know what makes you a bigot? Oh, you didn't like that. You didn't. <laughs> Do you know what that means? You know the word bigot? That's where it comes from the word you're a, a bigot. You are begotten of God. I'm glad I'm a bigot, are you not? Begotten of God, that's what it means. That's what the, the Catholic Church used to say about the early reformers. They're bigots, they're bigots. Well, you know what? We're begotten of God. We're begotten of God. This day, he said, uh, 23 years ago to me, this day have I begotten thee. Yet he knew me from before eternity and it was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. <laughs> Isn't it marvelous? Oh, the sovereignty of our God and our Father. Notice, be secure in Christ if you're his. Be secure in Christ if you're under the blood of Christ, for you are his. Psalm, if you will turn to Psalm 75 and verse 9. Notice this. I will declare, 75 and 9, I will declare forever. 
I will declare forever. The word declare here changes. It's not the word sulfur, but it's the word naged. And it really means I will tell. I will speak off. I will talk about. Notice I will tell. I will speak off and I will talk about the God of Jacob forever and ever. You know, we're going to be worshiping and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We are going to be speaking and singing and praising of his glories. We're going to be serving him forever and ever and ever in his eternal kingdom. And we will declare, we will speak of, and we will talk about what Christ hath done for us uh, forever and ever and ever. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalm 145. And verse 6 says, And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, or thy it's mighty. In other words, uh, these are fearsome acts and mighty acts. Men will, shall speak of thy mighty acts, and I will declare thy greatness, it says. Notice, I will declare your greatness, Lord. <laughs> oh, men are going to be saying, you know, you hear about God and he opened the Red Sea. Do you hear about the Lord and he fed manna in the wilderness? Oh yeah, we've heard about those stories. Have you heard about even the falling of the walls of Jericho? Yes, we've heard about all those great things. Yes, absolutely. Oh, have you heard how the Lord sent a great fish to swallow a man called Jonah and spat him out three days later? Have you heard about, yes, we have heard about those wonderful acts. Have you heard of how God sent an ark and as he sent forth the ark, he delivered Israel from all their enemies? I have heard it and I have heard it and I have heard it, but let me tell you something greater. He gave his only begotten son and we will declare it through all eternity oh we will declare the blood of Christ for it's the blood of Christ that will speak forever and ever and ever oh we will declare the greatness of our God Christ is the greatness of our God how can a man die on a cross and rescue a guilty, hell-bound, deserving sinner like me and maybe one like you. How can a man hang on a cross and shed his blood and his blood is powerful enough to pay my debt of sin and yours and all who will come to him? Oh, if that isn't greatness, brother, and if that isn't greatness, sister, I don't know what greatness is. I don't know what greatness is. The cross of Christ And his work on the cross and the blood that he shed there speaks of nothing but greatness to me. Nothing but greatness. Hebrews 2 and 12 then says, I will declare thy or his name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praise unto thee. Notice this. Psalm 66 again in our reading. Our chapter, I should say, verse 2 says, Sing forth honor of his name. Sing forth honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Oh, you know, sometimes, I'm not talking about CET. Not everybody anyway. But there's sometimes you walk into a church and you think that if they smiled, it would be like breaking glass. (laughs) There's no joy in their hearts. There's no love in their life. There's no spring in their step. There's no spirit no spirit the spirit of God will always point out the Christ of God 
and listen to an old Puritan called John Livingstone. You ready? Alas, for that capital crime of the Lord's people, barrenness in praises. Oh, how fully I am persuaded that a line of praises is worth a leaf of prayer and an hour of praises is worth a day of fasting and mourning. You know, you come in to the presence of your father and you were there for an hour praising him for his glory and his goodness and all that he has done. You may as well, he says, have fasted, he says, for a full day and sought his faith. In mourning. See how prayer and exalting the name of Christ, it is never in vain. Psalm 50 and verse 23. The Lord says these words through the psalmist. Psalm 50 and verse 23. Whoso, maybe that'll be you. Maybe that will be me. Hopefully that will be us. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, saith the Lord, eh? Whoso offereth praise, whoever will lift my name and my glory up, they glorify me. Listen to Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher. Listen to what he said. Praise is the best sacrifice. True, hearty, gracious, thanksgiving from a renewed mind. Not the lowing of bullocks bound to the altar, but the songs of the redeemed men are the music in the ear of Jehovah, which he delights in. Sacrifice your loving gratitude, and God is honored thereby, he says. Grateful, redeemed, renewed, thankful hearts, then let us declare his name. Let us sing forth the honor of his name. Let us praise his name. Let us declare the decrees that he has spoken to us and over us in Christ. That as we are in Christ, we are begotten sons and daughters of the living God, secured by him, secured through him, and secured in him. And let us sing praises unto the God of Jacob, and let us declare his greatness. I'm going to do that for a few moments. Bear with me, you ready? I trust by the time this is finished, I trust you are going to want to praise the Lord for his goodness and for his grace. His name is Jesus. Name above all names. His name is Jesus. He is the Savior, the healer, baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and he's the soon coming king. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the last or the second Adam. He is the anointed of God, anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. His name is Jesus. He is the Ark of Refuge, the Amen. He's the author of eternal life. His name is Jesus. He is the author and finisher or perfecter of our faith. His name is Jesus. He is the altogether lovely one. He is our all in all. His name is Jesus. He is the anchor of our soul. His name is Jesus. He is our advocate above. He is the Almighty and the Ancient of Days. His name is Jesus. He is the angel of the Lord, the arm of the Lord made bare. And he is the chief apostle of God. His name is Jesus. He was a babe in a manger. 
yet he is the blessed and only potentate. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the beginning or the bringer forth of the creation of God. His name is Jesus. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the brightness of the Father's glory. He is the beloved of the Father. He is our brother and the bridegroom. His name is Jesus. He's as the brazen serpent on the pole, that all who will look to him shall live. He is that righteous branch, and he is the bread of life. His name is Jesus. He is our creator, yet he became a child. He is our commander and the captain of the Lord's host. He is the captain of our salvation, and to us he is the chiefest among any 10,000. His name is Jesus. He is a covert from the tempest. He is our city of refuge. He is the Christian's confidence. He is the chosen of God. He's called, consecrated, and the covenant to the people. He's the chiefest cornerstone and the Father's crown of glory. He is the diadem of beauty. His name is Jesus. He is our counselor and he's our comforter. He is the consolation of Israel. His name is Jesus. He is the delight of the Father and the dear Son of God. His name is Jesus. He is the Jew of heaven. He's the desire of all nations. He's the day star. He's the day spring. He's the day's man. He's the door of the sheep. He's the dwelling place of the saints. And he is the defense of his own people. His name is Jesus. He is great David's greater son, He was despised and rejected of men and a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him. Yet he is the deliverer of all who will come unto God by him. His name is Jesus. He is the ensign to the nations. He who is equal with God and is God. He is the express image of God. He is the everlasting father and the elect of God. His name is Jesus. He is the end of the curse of the law. He is the example to the saints. He gives eternal life and he is life eternal to all who know him who receive that life eternal. His name is Jesus. He is our exceeding great reward. His name is Jesus. He is our friend that sticketh closer than a brother. His name is Jesus. He is the firstborn among many brethren. He is the first that raised from the dead to die no more. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the first fruits and he is the faithful witness. He's the forerunner. He's the first and he is the last. He is the faithful creator. He is the one who is fairer than all the children of men. He's our foundation. He's our fortress. He's a fountain of living waters. He is the fountain open for sin in the house of David. His name is Jesus. He is our God. He's a governor among the nations. He's our guest. He's our guide. He's our glory. His name is Jesus. He's the head of the church. He's head over all principalities and powers. He is the Lord our God over all things. He is the head of the corner. His name is Jesus. He is the image 
of the invisible God. His name is Jesus. He is immortal, incorruptible. He is Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. He is that I am who spoke with Moses. He is our intercessor up in heaven above. He is Jesus, uh, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jesus, Jehovah Nisse, our banner. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah Sekenu, our righteousness. He is Jehovah Makadeshkim, our sanctifier. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. His name is Jesus. He is Jesus. He is the just one, yet he is the judge. His name is Jesus, and he is the keeper of the soul. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the king of Israel and he's the king of saints. He's the king of glory. He's the light of the world. He's the light of life. He's the life of man. He's the love of God in manifestation on the cross. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord God omnipotent. He's the Lord God of heaven. He's the Lord God of hosts. He's the Lord of Sabaoth. He's the Lord of the dead and the living. He's the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the whole earth. He's the Lord of glory. And he's the Lord of all. And he is the lawgiver and grace on the man. His name is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb that was slain. He's the Lamb in the midst of the throne. His name is Jesus, man of very man. He is the man of God's right hand. He is the man that is my fellow, saith the Father. He is the man of sorrows. He is the man of Calvary, of Galilee. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. He is Messiah. The mighty God. He is the most high God. The most mighty. The mighty one. And he is mighty to save. His name is Jesus. He is most holy. Most upright. He is our master. Our teacher. And he is our ruler. His name is Jesus. He's the messenger of the covenant. He's the minister of circumcision. He's a man of war. And he's a mediator between God and man. His name is Jesus. He is our great Melchizedek. He is the minister of the heavenly sanctuary. He's our mercy seat. He's a merciful and faithful high priest. His name is Jesus. And he's as fresh as the manna every morning. And he's applicable as the mare and the camphor around the hearts of men and women every single night at bed. He, his name is Jesus. He is the Nazarene. He's the offspring of David. He's the only begotten son of God. He's the only wise God or savior, omnipotent, omniscient, on the present, on the benevolent. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He is the offering for our sin. He is our Passover. He's our peace offering. He's a propitiation of our sins. His name is Jesus. He's our prince and our savior. He's called the prince of life and the preserver of men. He is precious and he is our portion. His name is Jesus. He is known as the plant of renown, the tender plant of God, the root out of a dry ground. His name is Jesus. He is a prophet. He's priest and he's king. He's a quickening spirit. He is the resurrection of the dead, the root of Jesse and of David. 
David. He's the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. And his name is Jesus. He is rich unto all that call upon him. His name is Jesus. He's our redeemer. He's the ransom. He's our refiner and our purifier. He's the rock of ages and the rock of offense. He's a refuge from the storm. He's a river of living waters. His name is Jesus, the star of Jacob, the son of righteousness, the shepherd and bishop of our souls, the sower who sows, and he's the stone of stumbling, the seed of the woman, the son of the living God, and of the blessed. He is the son of the most high. He is Jesus, the man, David's son, our scapegoat, our surety, our savior, our salvation, the greatest servant, the son of man, or he is our Shiloh, our strength, and our sanctuary. His name is Jesus. He is our sword and our shield and our buckler, our scepter. He's our stronghold and he is greater than Solomon, greater than the temple. He's the shadow of the great rock in a weary land and he's a shadow from the heat of the day. His name is Jesus. He is the truth. He's our treasure. He's our testator. He's the tabernacle of God among men. He's the tree of life. And he's the true vine. And his father is the husbandman. His name is Jesus. He's God's unspeakable gift. He is God's witness to the nations. He is the word of God. And he is the wisdom of God. He's the way to God. He's a wall of fire. His name is wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He is the well-beloved. His name means Jehovah saved. His name means that he is the anointed poured out, and he is higher than every other name. Brothers and sisters, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise him. He is worthy of our praise. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We worship him. The angel announcing his birth said to Mary, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Paul says in Philippians 2, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, Peter says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You see, his name is Jesus. We will declare thy name among our brethren. We will sing praise in the congregation of the church, brothers and sisters. Oh, what a Savior, what a God. I finish with this. You'll be glad to know that, won't you? So will I. I wrote all them out by hand, would you believe that? I sat writing them the other night as I was thinking, I tried to get them all in alphabetical order for you. Oh, he's El, the mighty God. El El Yon. El Shaddai Adonai. In Psalm 66 and verse 16 says, Come and hear all ye that fear God. I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Listen, he took this one who is God over all. He came to a wretch like me. And he found me in my sin. And he loved me. He loved me. Don't ask me why. Please don't ask me why. I don't know. Because I'm unworthy of it. But he did.
he loved you. This one came. And he loved you. And he died for you. He gave his life for you. He shed his blood for you. He went to the grave for you. And he rose on the third day for you. Declaring Jesus tonight. We're declaring Jesus. Brothers and sisters, there is nobody else. There is none other. Jesus only. I loved it when a commentator wrote this and I just jotted it down. He said, hearing is faith seeing. You know, hearing comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When we hear and we praise him in such a way, we see him by faith, don't we? When you praise him and you add it all together and your heart has been etched. Look, there's many shooting stars coming to church, you know that? They come and make a big show and then they make a big blow. They blow up and they blow out. Because their heart truly hasn't been engraved by the Spirit. You know, there's people and they've walked away into the world and they still belong to him. See that engraving in their heart. You pray for them because they'll not be able to get rid of it. You can't rub it out. A changed life and a renewed mind, a new song, a forgiven man and a forgiven woman a delivered addict, a rejoicing spirit, a liberated captive, a cleansed soul, a blood-washed, a blood-bought child of God, the unworthy made worthy, the lost found, the blind made the see, the hell-bound, now glory-bound. We will declare the name of the Lord in C-E-T. We will keep on declaring his name, that he is still the same yesterday and today and forever.